John, you good? I'm good. Let's roll, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Alright folks, welcome back to Build It, the Non-League Soccer Podcast, where we talk to Non-League Soccer people. Joining me as ever from almost super snowy DeKalb, Illinois, is John Hall. Hi John. Hey buddy. Morning, morning. John appears for his grumpy pants on today, so um, the normal unabashed confusion that we get from him. Um, and joining us from Fair Scotland, um, all the way from his spare bedroom, I think, despite delusions <laughs> that he's going to take over the world someday. Um, introduce yourself, my friend, because this is how we do it, because I always get people's names wrong and I always get their companies wrong and I always do it all wrong because that's what a PA guy does. So who are you and where are you from? <laughs> so uh, I'm Alistair Crawley or Ali Crawley, uh, which is slightly easier to say. Um, and yeah, as you said, from Scotland, from for those people that are like, what is that? Uh, United Kingdom. And just that top part, uh, top part of the UK, uh, we're over there. And if people are still going across that, then that bit, yeah, just across the pond. And um, we got Ali on because we have been working for probably about nine, ten months now behind the scenes uh, with Ali's company. Uh, The company is called Fanbase. Is it officially Fanbase? Is that what it says at um, at Company's House? Is it Fanbase? Yeah. Um, Fanbase. So, obviously, we know what it is, but can you give us the elevator pitch uh, for those people who obviously don't know who what Fanbase is? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Fanbase is a software, uh, it's, a, it's a technology, and it is there to give sports teams of all shapes and sizes that are wanting to take themselves a little bit more seriously, a bit more professional. Um, a tool that uh, enables them to launch all the ticketing that they need to launch, coupled with memberships, uh, coupled with communications and and putting all the data into a good state um, so that any team can one day uh, flip across and and work with us and uh, have the vast majority of tools that they would need to interact and and sell to their their fan base. and we've done that. Uh, we've done that in a way that allows a lot of a lot of scale up and down. So um, teams want mobile apps to wrap all this up into. We can do that. Teams want to integrate with the website. That's no problem. Um, team wants to work with other tools wrapped around fan base. Again, like that's great. That sounds good. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we did in the first place. That's, that's what we did. Lovely. Um, yeah, I mean, we came on board because uh, we, I, I don't remember how we found you, but um, the idea of having an app that did the push notifications and um, held as, served as a wallet for everyone's tickets and all that stuff um, just seemed like a, you know, a one-size-fits-all solution for some of the problems we were having as we tried to scale up from, you know, 100 people a game to 500 people a game to hopefully 1,000 people a game. Um, full disclosure, like, fan base isn't targeted at the, given your Scottish roots, you're not targeted at the Celtics and the Rangers, are you? You are far more lower down the attendance ladder. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I frequently say this as much as I can when people talk to us, because a lot of people, when we, when 
you know anybody will talk to us they go ah well you know you you know when when will you be working with liverpool or man united or like when when would you want to be pitching to these guys and the answer is we're not that's we're the wrong tool completely the wrong tool we're not building ourselves up to be a uh a ticketing software that these guys should be using um we apart from the intense pressure of getting something wrong at like a the anfield um it's the these guys have buckets of cash um from very wealthy owners where they can you know buy whatever it might be seek geek ticketmaster doesn't matter then go to Salesforce and buy like all their stuff and then buy something else and then get an agency to, you know, spend millions every year with various agencies to just pull it all together. Um, and that's not a world we want to want to be in. We think that a lot of like there's a huge, vast amount of amazing teams out there that have built clubs up, either taking them on or built them from scratch like you guys, um, where there's the ambition and there's there's a want to make uh, an experience a lot better for fans, um, but the, 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 there isn't a hundred million to spend, uh, and we don't think that should prevent anyone from having the tools to meet what like everyone's individual ambitions from these teams. So yeah. Sure. I think if, when, if people go on visit the website and look at the, the Scottish clubs primarily that are using the app today, um, there's only going to be a handful of names that people recognise, right? Because we are looked, we were talking what is termed in non-league soccer in, in our, excuse me, non-league soccer in Scotland is called junior soccer, right? Junior football, the junior leagues, bizarrely. So yeah. there's Highland yeah. leagues and whatever and clubs that people just names you don't recognise. Yeah, definitely. And actually, there's been a bit of a trans a transformation within Scotland quite recently where. Um, a lot of the junior teams have um, kind of transformed or evolved into into uh, a new into a new space. So there's a, a West of Scotland League, um, East of Scotland League, a Lowland League, and a Highland League. And you know, if you think about that, it's almost like kind of mini districts, and they all have taken a, a leap to, to 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 put themselves into position where. They're drawing larger crowds, um, or and they're starting. You know, the, the, the structure has to be different when you when you move away from junior football, um, and it's uh, it's quite exciting. It's really interesting. Um, so that's even taking a different shape, and we're seeing like a lot more teams take a bit more of a professional stance. So yeah, vast yeah, majority have, are, are, are smaller. Yeah, that's, that's that's where we come from. The the ethos of trying to be as professional as possible on an amateur budget, right? Which, you know, make of that what you will, what an amateur budget is. But we there certainly isn't an awful lot of money to throw at any particular problem, let alone all the problems. Um, and fan base, you know, if we can get everything or a lot of things in one bucket, so much the better. Um, John, I know you you were excited as well when, I, when we first came across the concept. What was it about um, the idea of an app doing whatever an app, this app does, that um, got you intrigued? Yeah, I, I think that uh, the exciting part of it is it, like you just uh, talked, Ali. Like you're you're working with clubs like us, you know, clubs that are that are in that hundreds of fan range, not thousands, and 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 um, the ability to do some of the things that the app does and have everything in one place. Um, of course, working with Nick, who manages that stuff day to day for our club. I mean, that's. Um, it's easy to get excited. He was excited about it when he, he, he's always 
sending me articles and technology and websites and like we're, we're constantly looking to evolve the club and this thing was one that jumped out it just like man it just it hits right in the wheelhouse um especially like you, you touched on it like the push notifications i think one of the challenges that we've seen through our surveys and and uh supporter feedback is you know we might we might post something um Hey, we got a game on Saturday. We post that on Tuesday, um, and we can flood them with emails. But we know what we do with emails, and and Nick has been continually researching and, and learning that text notification is such a powerful thing right now that um, this way we can use push notifications like essentially like a text message, kind of um, at least sort of without being so um, invasive into people's message messaging um so i just think that's going to be really cool a great easy way for for us to be able to push out hey remember we've got a match this you know later tonight hope to see you there here's the link to tickets uh, i just think it's going to allow a lot better communication outward to the fans and then i think um nick's obviously he spent a lot more time in the back end of of the platform um, I just think there's a lot more customization that we can do in this way. And, and I think we, I'm a middle-aged guy, but I think having an app is much better than clicking a link on your phone that takes you to the main website, looking at a browser and all that. I just think it's going to allow us to be right there, not so much in their face, but just everything you need in the app, just download the app and stay up to date with what we got going on. I think it's, it's, it's a really cool uh, project to be a part of. And I'm also a big fan uh, that, you know, number one, you responded, your team has been prompt. You, you ask us as many questions as we ask you, it feels like. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, there's a two way, there's a two way relationship here where it's not, you know, like you said, it's not DeKalb County United calling Ticketmaster who could care less about us. You like, we are, we're what you're looking for. And, and I think you're, um, platform is what we were looking for and it's been just it's been good working through it i wish we could have got through it a little quicker um yeah just i think we all did but it was great there's been this this longer runway to kind of get it going and be ready for our next season and um so i highly recommend uh, you know anybody listening get a hold of ali he'll uh, answer an email and he'll uh he'll schedule <laughs> a call right away good customer service <laughs> in the middle of the night for sure um Oh, let's go back. Let's go back to the route then, Ali. Why? How did you get to where you to where you thought? Do you know what? What I need to do is thousands of sleepless nights alongside a young family, and just doing thankless tasks. What made you? What was the problem you were trying to fix? Yeah. Uh, so the problem, I, I felt the problem firsthand, which is how these things tend to, I listen to loads of podcasts, it seems to be the way that a lot of these things, they start, but I ran into this problem at uh, a sports team here. And we had uh, a situation where a, quite a significant sponsor pulled out, which meant that we, the following season, we would be in jeopardy of not being able to run buses to be able to get to, to play the games. It was that serious. And that immediately, I just went to, my background was um, working on technology and change and data projects at 
banks and FTSE 100 companies um, and, and great teams with great people. So I was trying to just hoover up as much knowledge as I could from these guys. And uh, yeah, we saw this in, in sport and we saw this at this team. And I looked at the data that we had and it was like, you know, 20 names, five postal addresses, one phone number, kind of, it just tailed off. That was frightening. So we didn't have a great base to to kind of get start kind of calling rounds and seeing how we can how we can get the cash in. Um, and we also looked at well, how are people able to buy stuff from us? And again, that was quite frightening. There was you you couldn't. And if you came to the if you came to the to the stadium, a small stadium, the ground, and wanted to spend money, you had to bring cash. There wasn't even a, a card machine behind the bar. So we were restricting everybody to the like 10 or 20 pounds or you know, $30, et cetera. Like that was it. And you wouldn't get anything more. Out. So that was, that was, that was where, oh my God, what are we doing? Like, we need to get some tools together. And it was at that moment I pulled together. I was like, right, we'll get a ticketing tool over here and we'll get a Patreon over here. Like, we'll get Eventbrite, Patreon and uh, MailChimp and a couple of other bits to just try and pool together all the bits that we needed to run this sports club. And I got stuck into uh, Eventbrite and that was just, you know, season tickets or the concept of memberships and the fees and just everything was just like, this is just... I'm trying to twist and bend and kind of it wasn't working for what I needed. Uh, Patreon was was good, but just again, the same was just like, right, this kind of all geared towards content and that doesn't connect to the ticketing. And we were, we have to do all these things all at the same time. So that's part, that was the, that was the genesis of the idea of a fan base. And then about, we didn't rush at it. We took about six, seven months to call around different teams so we're like right it's a problem for us but is this a wider problem and we called uh, we just cold called like a whole bunch of teams all the way through like different sports and up to liverpool and everton in terms of in terms of scale uh, everton football club and uh, it was the same but different problem which was at the lower ends we don't have the tools, we don't really do digital, we don't really know our fans. Yeah, we don't really communicate very well. Like we use Twitter and Facebook, but that's about it. And yeah, we're struggling a bit. And yeah, we don't really do much payments. Uh, that was the story at the lower end. Middle layer, yeah, we've got a couple of tools. It's a nightmare to manage. Um, yeah, the data's all over the place. And then at the top end, it was, yeah, we've kind of got all the tools and no, we don't really know who our fans are. And yeah, we're pretty bad at it communicating them, communicating to them, providing a good service. So we're like, okay, let's, let's get started, put a bit of cash in and then see where it takes us. And that, that's, that's how it all started. It's like a runaway train, right? It's not what you thought you just thought a nice, easy, score some beer tokens and carry on with your life and look at you now. Go and speaking <laughs> of conferences and all sorts of things. Um, there's clearly a, a, a scale of problem, right? That um, the likes of Wraith Rovers or DeKalb—I'm probably lower than Wraith Rovers, but I was just trying to put. Give me, give me a random Scottish club that's on your on your books, just so I can use them for the next hour. All right, uh, a great one in Scotland is uh, Clyde Bank Football Club. Right, okay. um, yeah, 
they're they're fantastic they're a great story yeah and then uh yeah Dulwich is a great one. Uh, Dulwich, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, just within those two, like there's there's different economies of scale with those two. Dulwich are like this megalith, right? Within non-league soccer in London, they're just growing and growing and growing. And um, I remember going there when then when they weren't Dulwich Hamlets and getting stuck in the Sainsbury's car park for like half an hour, and that was insane oh. to me. And I thought, Gee, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my friend, my, it, it, uh, I had a friend who lived literally on the street, and it was just she didn't know what she was doing. Um, but there's, there's clearly economies of scale from like the the Clyde Banks through the Dulwiches to the Tranmere's to the Liverpools, right? Of the, the as you said, there's different problems associated with different sizes. But it seems to me like across the board, the issue is, and the, the clubs at the top upper echelon are, are beginning to remedy that. But it is just that segmentation of. All season ticket holders are not a one big amalgus group, and all one game a season people aren't one big amalgus group. And you need to talk to them in different ways within those segments itself. Um, down the tables, down the leagues, we don't have that time, and oftentimes we don't have the skill set. Um, can you briefly talk to why you why you agree with me that I'm very wise that that is important, but also <laughs> um, how your how the app can help us sort of talk to people in different groups? Well, first of all. Yes, you're extremely wise. Thank you. That's it. All uh, I needed. Yeah, to say those things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's re so it's really important because, and it, this isn't a so again going back to something I mentioned earlier about backgrounds. So when I was working at um, a lot of the of the banks in the UK on various like kind of projects and or transformation programs or whatever it might be. Uh, the big topic was always personalization. It was a, it was a huge, you know, we need to get, you know, personalization down to an individual um, and talk to them like we like we really know them. Uh, and that way, you know, better service and more money. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily think that it needs to be that complicated. At, you know, kind of taking a step back. Uh, it's great to be able to say in a message, hey, Nick, you know, notice you have some problems in Sainsbury's car park uh, outside Dallas, outside Champion Hill, um, come in and have a 50% off beer, you know, like that's also, that, you know, it's creepy and just a bit strange. And uh, anyway, it's, it, it's quite cool to be able to do that, but actually just providing a great service, just providing like a, a simple, well-rounded, well-thought-through service of um of communications in that in there's lots of channels but the channel that that works for that individual that they like most is a great foundation to start with um so that's that's things like uh you've bought a ticket for this game and as you were saying earlier john uh really looking like a push to say really looking forward to seeing you later on here by the way here's what's going to be on tonight like around the around the match, uh, just so you've, you're prepared and you've you know you can get excited about what's happening, and then uh, during or uh, you know again if it's if someone might have uh, what we talk about the fan base quite a lot is really thinking about um, the needs. So we have some disabled and, and ambulant fans that we're working with to understand how they go to games and what they need. 
and it's definitely like at the lower levels it's really tricky to make sure that you're giving these people a, a good service uh, like a good view even of the game and a good experience so uh how do we make their and they take four days uh in scotland anyway it takes four days or five days for them to go through the process of i think i might want to go to that game to being able to know that they're going to be able to get there and have a, a good view and, and be looked after Wow. Uh, four day process, which is crazy. It's like ridiculous. Yes. Um, so long winded way of saying there are, there are ways that we can start to think about groups and individuals or needs for, uh, and, and matching those groups with what are they trying to do? If they're trying to come to a game, let's help make sure that that's the best experience possible and really well served first. And earn the right to then maybe market and say we've got these products that you might be interested in around that afterwards. Um, that's the core, but it doesn't need to be, you know, really kind of super creepy or intense uh, to deliver a great. No, it's nice. it's made, like, it feel like they're getting a really good, um, you know, they, they're building a really good relationship with that brand or that team. Yeah, totally. It's it's caring enough to be personal. Personal, yeah. personalized without as you say going over the limit to being you know creepy and stalkery and i know what you had for dinner it's like yeah i don't there's a reason supermarkets and chain stores have the loyalty cards right because they want that sort of micro knowledge of what it is that you're buying but there's also a reason why a lot of us don't like that so it's it's as a brand as a as a manager it's, it's a thin line to walk um john anything no, keep rolling. I, I, I know some of the stuff you're going to get to. Just keep rolling. That's cool, because I don't. All right. Um, <laughs> I really don't. I should, do, I should do research. You mentioned just on the, the disabled um, ticket access, like the four to five day lead time. It's not related, but it kind of is. I just saw a thing when I was doing my extensive research that um, literally just put on LinkedIn, or the company's put on LinkedIn today or like within the last 24 hours, about the, um, the speed of ticket sale. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I just want you to give you a platform to brag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We literally found out today, which is pretty cool. So, uh, our fan got in touch with us. Um, so this is a quiet day in the office. Uh, despite that being a quiet day, I managed to miss the call where they all, everyone got super excited about the fact that we had, uh, got this email in from, from a fan who just said, you know, how, how fast it was to, to go from literally downloading the app to buying a ticket. So yeah, they were, they were outside the, uh, they were outside the grounds five minutes till kickoff and yeah, got through it all and then emailed us in. So yes, on average about half the, uh, half the time of anyone in the market. And, you know, we didn't name any names, um, but it's all the guys that you would think of uh for sure for sure um, like, as we said like the market that you're in um that we're in you know it's not like necessarily like with, there's going to be a sellout every single game and the tickets are at a premium but um the it just it speaks to an ease of use more than anything else right it's not the fact that they needed a ticket per se um although a lot of these places now are ticket only but um it's the fact that it, you know it was a bish bash bosh operation rather than sign in and so um yeah you Basically, um, have you had any um, pushback or interference from the big boys yet? Do they know you exist? Have they sent the heavies round? 
Uh, no, we actually, we, but we did, uh, we did butt up against a couple. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and we had some interesting encounters and I might kind of, we found out a few things about how those deals ended up getting done, which was pretty, pretty interesting, quite eye-opening. I'm not asking you to give any more details. I just, <laughs> just came to me that, yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they have a bad uh, reputation for a reason, right? Yeah, um, we have. All right, let's, let's have, get against them, but it's been quite. Uh, it's been it's been really strong. Because what we can do is go. Okay, how, what gaps do we have? Because there, the, we were in we were in bids that probably kind of where where these larger guys would be going for Premier League or NFL or NBA, you know, or like you know MLS. Uh, They'd be we became butting it against them at probably at the top end, probably too far up for us right now. Um, but you got that. Okay, what do we need to do to make sure that we can satisfy the needs of that team so that they feel a lot more confident in in choosing us over over a competitor? Um, so yeah. it was uh, it was enlightening. <laughs> very delicate, very politically done. All right. Um... Let's dig into the app a little bit. Um, yeah. Certainly from our side, um, as you said in the intro, your, your platform is actually capable of integrating with websites and everything else, but we're using you primarily on the app side of things. Um, yeah. We are using it for, John, jump in and tell me that I'm missing something, but we're using it for ticketing, for therefore for game day access, we're using it for marketing, um, and we're using it for push notifications, obviously. Um, and ideally we're gonna use it for merch as well. Um, I want to talk about ticketing first. On a game day, I don't get involved in the ticketing person because I'm hidden away, you know, because of my I've got a face for radio and all that, so they don't let me talk to the great unwashed public. But um, John, you've been on the front, you've been on the front line scanning yep. tickets in the past. Um, obviously, this is going to be exactly the same principle. But what do you, what are the advantages on a game day to having like a, a mobile ticket rather than any other aspect? Well, um, you want me to answer that, or you want? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I like I'll it. You. Um, yeah. I, I tell you, the, the the thing to me is when you can get someone to buy a ticket in advance, of course, number one, you get their contact info, right? Like you were talking earlier, you get their email, you get their phone number, whatever, um, which only builds your your email list and your outreach into the community and stuff like that. So so we actually, um, I don't know if we've talked about this, Ali, so we actually do uh, $7 tickets at the gate if you walk up, but they're five online in advance. So we motivate people. Yeah, those aren't big dollar items anyway, but we try to motivate people to to buy in advance um, from a from a game day staffing perspective. Uh, it's it's worked pretty well to let people walk up with that code or now with the app or whatever. Um, we got the people worked out for scanning. Um, it, it's it's pretty smooth. Obviously, it'd be great to be sort of paperless where. We don't have any paper tickets, um, but I think it just works out better. Number one, it always comes back to me to just have that have those people bought in advance. That way, you've got their contact info. Uh, you know they're committed. If it let's say there's a major storm, thunderstorm, tornado, we cannot. Um, a tornado is when the wind blows. Like we get that in the Midwest here, Ali. The oh, wind right. blows. Um, like in that uh, Wizard of Oz thingy. Yes, like in the wizard, like in yes, oh, in Kansas. Right. Okay. No. So we, um, but then we would be able to, you know, reach out to those people who never redeemed their ticket or who, yeah. 
we 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 have we know how to get them once they if they come in and get a paper ticket and walk through the gate you know we have no way of reconnecting with them whether it's a hey wasn't that a great stoppage time winner last week we're so excited we're doing 90 percent off tickets for next saturday's like you just lose those connection points if you if you go old school give me five bucks and here's a paper ticket so it's it's worked out really well this obviously is a little different um platform but same functionality i think uh it's going to allow us to do some more things and because it's integrated with some of these other things with memberships and all that it's going to give nick more tools in the marketing department to to uh you know again connection points with our supporters yeah i think that ticketing the digital ticketing thing you like that point was back to why did we start fan base in the first place was we knew that there was you know a couple of hundred people coming to to games and I'm staring at this spreadsheet with like 20, 30 names on it. I'm like, there, where are all the, you know, all these people that we've just kind of have just kind of passed by us, and we have no idea who they are, how often they're coming. Um, we weren't ta- we weren't taking down event date like who are the, who's coming to the the dinners or the rallies or the you know things that we're putting on around the sport in the community and um, like. The awards nights and stuff um we it was just this huge black hole so i think that's the big benefit of, of the digital ticketing and i think as well servicing you know we had one of our first teams that we well our first team that we ever brought on the platform and convinced uh that it was a good idea um was a, a team called linlithgow rose so they will get between uh on a on a bad day 300 people on a great day close to a thousand um they uh it was a real it was a real eye owner because you could see you could see patterns and trends of of the information and it's such a it's such a benefit um, and immediately you can provide a great service off the back of it and and if something bad happens if if Lithgow Rose had this, this game or you know it was postponed or cancelled or something any refunds can just be done quite seamlessly and quite easily any communication or notes or just re- resending stuff can be done really easily so it's it's an efficiency gain but it's also like an opportunity gain as well I think for for a lot of these teams I know you've launched promo codes so we can do discounted ticket offers um, and I assume those can kind of be pushed out again via notification. So if we decide to have a flash one hour sale, um, we could we could fire, do a lunch lunch hour sale from 12 to 1 today. Um, obviously, that makes a lot of work for Nick. Look, he's already rolling his eyes, but um, <laughs> it, it, creates, it creates a way again to create in, some sort of engagement, things like that. Um, we talked yeah. about the, the membership, being able to sell memberships, and then we will be able to link our digital tickets to those members. I think we're working, you guys are working through some of that, um, certainly by the time we need to do it. Um, and then any other upcoming events and that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I'm just looking at our app, uh, which we haven't, um, you know, we're still learning it. I think Nick's certainly learning it as we go. Um, but I think that with the news feed and the links to the to our Twitter account and things like that, there's just so much opportunity for creative content on here that um, it really kind of it kind of puts what we do, like I said, level up, um, make us 
operate a little bit more professionally in the way that we're able to connect with with people and uh and like we talked about merchandise too being able to get our some of our uh basic items in here that are um you know our more more favorite type swag stuff and and just have a place that people can get a hold of the club and um and and hopefully communicate back to us and create that feedback that we need to to be operating at our best and um i think yeah. there's just a lot of cool features in here yeah it's um we had a, we actually had a quite an interesting conversation with one of our investors relatively recently um we there's a there's a premier league team that spent over this won't be uh this won't be any shock but spent over a million just on their mobile app so a million pounds so not yet that's kind of one-to-one -one in the minute with the dollar, isn't it? But yeah. yeah, like a huge amount. And and when you go onto it, you you click around and you're getting shot off to another website. You're shot off here and ticketing because mm -hmm. it's not in the app and all sorts of stuff. You're like, what have you paid a million kind of bucks for? What is this? I think it's, it's very easy to have an app to have an app, right? And if it's if yeah. it's just a replica of the website, it's what's the point? Because most what's if your website's any good, it's already responsive, right? So there's no yeah. need yeah. for that. The app's got to do something else. It's got to provide utility. Totally, totally. And I think fan base does. There you go. There's your tagline. Um, <laughs> that's a dumb. Well, well, there's a sales phrase, isn't it? Yeah, it does it. It's it's all right. It's all right. It does what it wants to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's the, what's been the feedback from the from the clubs that have taken it on board? Because you've been you've been going for three four years now, right? So there's a fair fair market chunk that you've got. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been really good. We've had uh, fantastic feedback from from a lot of teams, and actually a lot of teams wanting to proactively think about how they can use this software more and in different ways that we didn't necessarily think of when we started so it's been um it's been fantastic I, I, it's, it's i think the thing is I, you know you say what's the response been like and i'll go oh, it's, it's been amazing and from you know and from everybody i think the i think the coolest thing that we've had is we've had teams and people individuals that have clearly thought let's you know let's give these guys time of day and also let's really think about how we can work with these guys to build a product that we really wanted that we really need and i think that part's been the most humbling but also the, the that that alone will make sure that we do the right thing by the market we're trying to serve and also grow to the size that we have our you know we've got big lofty ambitions about what we can do um so yeah that's been great. And actually, the one thing I was really worried about was uh, fans' reactions. So uh, digital ticketing isn't for everybody. And uh, mobile phone and technology, again, can be quite challenging for <laughs> older generations or people that, um, you know, are just not fond of it uh, for, for whatever personal reason, uh, which is, you know, absolutely fine. Uh, but we've had very few of that and, and Twitter, like I came off all social media platforms apart from LinkedIn in the last couple of years, because it's just watching people on holiday on Instagram and, you know, high-fiving after raising X amount of money. I was just like, fuck, this is just like killing me. I can't hang to this. So I, I came off everything. And so I was worried about the, the company's Twitter account and 
we've had, you know, if you scroll back long enough, you'll see where we just started during COVID and we were trying to help clubs in enabling them somehow to live stream their games and take payment for it. And we had, uh, at that moment, we had a, sh uh, a shocker. So we had one team that were like, yeah, we're going to film the game on our mobile phone and stream that and get people to pay for it. And we we're like, please don't do that. Like, if you're going to stream a game, please just use anything more than a mobile phone. Um, or at least make sure you've got good, like, a good connection. Anyway, the stream didn't work. And we were in a, a, a rented accommodation. Long story short, we had to move out of our flat because there was a huge storm. So I'm I'm sat in this in this other flat, and this and Twitter is lighting up with what the f, this is BS. You know I can't get into the stream, uh, and everyone thought it was us uh, that did it. Uh, so it was all kicking off, uh, and I was getting calls on my mobile phone, uh, my personal phone, being like. What the hell is happening? Because yeah, I it was all my number was on the receipt. Uh, any any problems? Contacts fan base at oh seven blah blah blah, which I thought was a great idea at the time. Anyway, so that was that all kicked off, which was horrifying uh, and you know absolutely draining. But since then, it's been um, unbelievable from the fan side as well. Uh, the feedback has been it's it's slick, it's fast, it's, it does what we need it to do. Uh, love it. There's loads of teams on there that we, you know, ground hoppers or people that want to go around different sports. Absolutely love it. Um, and we'll get in touch and suggest features and feedback and all sorts. So, yeah. yeah it's been, I'll it's, be it's, say, if been the great. fans buy in, that's huge, right? Because for all the segmentation, all the data analysis and the personalization that we want in the back end as the club, as the organization, um, if the fans don't use it, if the fans don't buy into it, it's utterly pointless. So, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to work for them. Um, and it's all too often it gets overlooked. Um, who's running your Twitter feed these days? Not yours, but uh, the, the, the fan base one. The fan base one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the guy in the, guy in the team. Okay. Okay, because um, apparently we had Argentina in the World Cup sweepstake, so um, we're owed something. I don't know what it is we're owed, whether it's kudos, but um, yeah, yay us. So... You guys <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. and he, he, whoever's running it kept on saying, well, we'll tell you tomorrow, we'll tell you tomorrow, and they haven't, so yeah. There now now I'm going to shame well. them. If, I'm going to shame them on, a, on an internationally recognised podcast. <laughs> I think the prize <laughs> is... Uh... A visit from me, and you get a big hug. And lovely. A, 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 big big a visit to Lolitka Rangers is a lot different to a visit to the Cal for you. <laughs> you did say you were for four, forty-five minutes or so from. Uh, yeah, I'll pick you up. I'm eight minutes from here, so yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll pick you up. It's all right. Nice. Okay, I think I take yeah. you for a beer. I, I think I take you guys for a beer. I think that's the agreement in okay. somewhere in Dakal. All right, American beer is not that good. Just so you know. But they have, they have, no, actually, Easy. that's not fair. They have their own. Easy. <laughs> they have, they have their own independent breweries now. We like fries. We're just not going to go for a, you know, not going to go for a bun. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, you said it was, it's important that it works for the fans. One thing I wanted to touch on is, um, is from the back end for the clubs. Um, there's also in the works, I don't think it's live right now, right? There's um, sponsor stuff we're going to be able to do yeah. as well. So we can talk to us about that. Yeah. Uh, so this is quite a cool feature. Kind of phase. The first phase of this is just making placements available 
um, for brands. So that is every time someone buys a ticket, that a particular brand that the club want pops up. Uh, thank you for buying your ticket. You know, proud, this club's proudly sponsored or in partnership with X. Uh, then there's kind of more uh, kind of segmented or targeted sponsor placements where it's within the newsfeed or it's within the match center, which is in in product uh, in development, where it could be a match specific sponsor or a all sponsor or you know however you want you want to go down that route. So yeah, there's there's there would be various sponsor placements. So the idea with this is that it can really mitigate or actually just grow uh, grow the revenue. Uh, so fan base becomes a an item of kind of cost against a ticket to this is really helping us start to to generate additional revenue through the digital channels. Um, the next phase on from that is actually trying to help teams. Uh, what's the word? Uh, kind of honor their sponsorships. So there's really cool ways we can think about because essentially these are people at the end of the day and there's people that are, you know, have companies or businesses or whatever. So, how do you connect in the in the back end of a fan base? Say, well, that they're a sponsor, and we've given them access to twenty tickets every home game for for all their company to use as the A two. And then, how do we make it really simple and quite enjoyable for that brand to to fulfil all of that? So, uh, yeah, there's loads of wacky ideas or cool ideas about it. Could you turn those tickets for that company into like company branded tickets and it's all it's all them uh it's all about them and their journey to to come to decal and uh fulfill mm -hmm. that. that afterwards like thank you so much for coming and here's a summary of of the like the score and some other stuff that happens you know so helping the helping the club to fulfill that sponsorship uh and make that sponsor happy without having to necessarily lift a finger too too much is is this where we want to take that whole thing but yeah, to get started with is uh, get the placements in yeah. and then get get the cash in the bank. Um, I am super. When we've when we've spoken in the past about not what you've got now, but what you've got tomorrow, I'm or I've always been excited about watching the, what the next iteration of fan base is going to look like for you guys because um, the potential is huge. Right again. Um, what we as smaller clubs want isn't what a Rangers or a Chicago Fire or a Man United want at all. Um, and you said earlier that you listen to an awful lot of podcasts. I do myself. And all too often the people that are the experts and they know their stuff, but they're talking about, you know, they're talking about the top echelons and there's only 5% of that knowledge that you can put into practice because you don't have the budget or you don't have the data set or you don't have the time or the skills or whatever other people. Um, and then for, for guys like you to come along and say, actually, we we give a crap about the people down the bottom end um, and we're trying to build something for you guys. Um, it's huge, right? It's because we're all on the same page. We're all trying to create something with a, with a degree of our hands tied behind, tied behind our backs. And then you come along yeah. and say, actually, it's fairly easy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, we've kind of, our whole being is to get behind this level of sport because this is where all the magic happens. It's where the... The, the 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 kids that are gonna pick up a ball and suddenly run with it and enjoy it or kick a ball and 
uh, <laughs> find it and find their aspirational athletes. Like for me, when I was a kid, uh, I, I've listened back to the first podcast and John, you know, that idea of, uh, what did you say? Talent didn't match my motivation. Um, my talent didn't match my motivation for the sport. So I was in the same bucket. I was, I, I played rugby union, which is essentially like a, a really um, long-winded version and slightly less excited version of, of NFL, where everyone seems to pass all back. It's a short-winded version. NFL goes on far too long. Rugby is done <laughs> in an hour. Rugby. So I played rugby and I was, uh, I'll just say it, I was horseshit at rugby, like really poor. And uh, so my only way to add any sort of value to the team was to try and drink as much beer as possible or uh, get involved with other things around the team. So that's, uh, yeah, that's how we, that's how we kind of like popped up and started thinking about this in the first place. But it's, um, I remember when I was a kid watching the first team play and these were, they were giants. These were huge men uh, running out onto the, onto the pitch and they were all heroes they were and you know i look at it now i'm older than most of the people in that first team yeah and you're like you know it's not you know what was i thinking but you were that's but this is where that love for sport starts and if you create that amazing if we can help play one small part in making that a really cool experience where you really feel like you know, you're going to the game and it's all branded up and everything looks really professional. It's the same experience on your mobile phone that you would be getting at the pro team down the road, which we are so close to delivering for all these people and all these teams. Yeah. That's freaking cool. The, the hero worship, if we're going down that road, that's exactly the same no matter the level, right? It doesn't matter whether you're cheering on Gordon Jury or Gordon Banks or just the, the local butcher who turns out on a Saturday afternoon. The fact is that in that game, that's the guy that you, as an eight-year-old, are looking up to and going, it's so cool. And it, yeah. like, the, the, an eight-year-old has no concept of whether, of like, they just they just don't. And yeah, we are, I think last season, for just talking purely about the Calf, I think we had a, a mind shift of what was important for what we were doing, uh, with what we were doing and the impact we were having on the community. Um, and we saw that roll out with the kids that came um, and we had a degree of the hero worship. I think the next step is getting the players to buy into the fact that they are becoming heroes. Um, because, you know, again, like you say, we're older than all of them now. So they're like 18, 19, 20 year old kids. They don't expect to be heroes. Well, they shouldn't be here because God bless them. They're shit at soccer. Let, let's, let's not be around the bush. If they were any good, they wouldn't be playing at the Calb. They wouldn't be playing at the, against the local butchers in the rugby, right? They are essentially no good. Better than us. Don't let me, don't get me wrong, but, um, they have no business. Be, they have no business being heroes other than the fact that, um, they are living the dream. They're doing yeah. exactly what these eight year olds want to do. Um, yeah, and any way that we as clubs can sort of anything that we can do to engage people and to make the the process and the experience easier and simpler and less traumatic, because a lot of the time it can. We forget that like going to a going to a soccer game, going to a rugby game for the first time is a lot different from going to your fiftieth. And 
if you're launching something new in the states, or if you're launching basketball in the in the in England or you know American football, um, so many of your fans are coming in for the first time, and yet we just assume, oh, it's you know, you know where to sit, you know where the toilets are, you know how much tickets cost, you know where the concessions are, you yeah. know where the parking is. They don't, and an app like this where it's all in one place and they can feel connected rather than just this. Uh, Websites are great, but they're brochures, right? So yeah. giving something that's in your hand that you just like, that uh, there's a response there, then there's a responsibility that um, is a game, not a game changer, that's not fair, but it, move, it moves the game. So it does, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing, and it's said so often, but um, if you take away that, that, like, this is a really important part of the entire infrastructure of sport, uh, the top teams get their players from people that have put clubs together and you know it doesn't have to be a star every year but every so often there is someone that will end up in one of these teams and that's uh, that's yeah. amazing that, that's that's so that's like, how cool is that um yeah you just need one jamie vardy or um whatever right to just to that's the story that people talk about for years and years and years and the jamie vardy story obviously transcended the the oceans and everything else so we, yeah, we only need one. We had a we had a player in our league, um, one of our rivals who went um, was playing down in the south of Chicago and turned pro with the nascent um, Chicago professional team here. So it's those stories are they're not why we do it because we we've got to be as much about the fans as the players. But the fact that we have we there are players that you can shake your hands and then in a week's time they're signing a professional contract. That's just different gravy. Um, yeah. John. I'm rambling around the book. What I, you got? I, I want to know, Ali, how excited are you to be helping clubs across the pond now? Uh, ve yeah, very, very. Um, it was something that we definitely had our eyes on and wanted to make, wanted to do, but we weren't going to aggressively push into that. We, we needed to be, again, talking earlier about kind of, trying to make sure we remain fairly humble about what we're trying to do here uh, to be to be jumping across and trying to take on everything would just be chaotic uh, and, and quite high likelihood of putting a lot of cash into it and failing badly so we need to find uh, the right team and, and, and people that really like value alignment and all that good stuff like it all kind of ties in together so yeah to to get, I think it was an email from from Nick um, a while ago. Uh, to get that was just the best feeling ever. Like when you're a startup like us, and you you get great stuff through, and you get really like scary stuff through, and you get really crap stuff through. Like why? Like you know, that was that was an amazing moment when someone has found you. Uh, no, no one's ever been excited by an email. I don't even think my my what my my prospective wife at the time was excited to get my first initial email. So, God bless you. <laughs> I think it's I think it's really exciting the um, to, to you know be able to roll this out and be part of you guys doing your uh, your great your great American uh, takeover of of all things lower league soccer here. Um, I I I'm, I get really uh, humbled to be. I've talked about this before. We were the first American club to um, partner with Her Game Two and that movement, you know, that's happening. Nice. And uh, it's it's cool to be the first American club, you know, working with you guys as well. And for a little 
a little organization made of a bunch of um, probably very foolishly crazy, passionate volunteers like Nick and I and, and our staff. Um, it's just it's just kind of neat to be a part of it all. So we uh, we appreciate you taking that leap across the pond with us as much as uh, we look forward to you know working through our upcoming season with you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, uh, and I think like. We'll, we'll hopefully document a little bit of this as we go, but I think it's really important. Like some of this is going to go very well because we back our, you know, software wise, there's some really good bits to this. And some of this is going to go, there'll be challenges, like time zone thing, like making sure that we can be there when you need us uh, on game, like game days, when, when it's like first game day, like the pressure's there uh, for everything to work and for everyone to get kind of checked in, scanned in nice and easily. Um, but yeah, like this is 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 fantastic. It's really cool, and it's uh, it was um, I think it really boils down to having clubs like a lot of the ones that we have on the platform now, and and there's too many to call out. But the Clyde Banks who have really gone through some really tricky times and pulled through, and really are a community driven club and are now doing really well to be able to work with Dulwich whose story is just fascinating and you'll need to get uh, Liam Hickey on who's one of the guys who was there and was helping that club through going from 187 fans to now two and a half three thousand fans a game uh, with like a really strong connection to the community to be working with them is just immense um, and uh, now to work with you guys it just feels like there's some iconic there's there's teams that are doing really different things and really kind of testing like how how do you change the way that sports sports organizations work and i really like really dive in and, and some really big challenges but like diving in and taking it on uh so yeah like that's the really exciting bit for me it is it is kind of mental for me as like the third wheel here but like you two guys are just like you had an idea at your kitchen table and you you said screw it no one else is doing it so i'm doing it and then like five years down the line you guys are having a conversation about stuff that <laughs> yeah. you didn't even stuff you didn't envisage didn't know about like five years ago and where the, where both parties will be in five years time is great like it's exciting and it's terrifying at the same time and i'm glad to be a part of it but um without blowing smoke up both of your butts for too long um the world needs more people that are putting good in the world and you guys are doing things the right way for the right reasons and god bless you for it um john anything to close off with no, no, really looking forward to it, Ali. Um, appreciate, you know, everything, um, everything you guys have done and everything. I know there's a lot of really cool stuff coming that we'll take advantage of, and we are going to be super uh, vocal in the things that we wish worked differently or better or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's the only way the platform is ever going to be moving forward is by getting the feedback you talked about from the clubs and the end users and the, and the supporters yeah. and, I think it's going to be a great 23 and I really appreciate your uh, leap of faith with us and our club and, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So thank you. Yeah. Um, Ali, where can people find you and or fan base? And I want to reiterate here, there's about 47 different fan bases on the app stores. So how do they know it's you? And um, how can Yeah, we're going to have to put like a very strategically uh, like 
promoted ad in when we get launching do we it's like there's a uh, yeah it's an interesting search on the apple store at least as we find out <laughs> so yeah but... john was hell foul of that wasn't it like yeah <laughs> mrs john was very curious why he had an only fans account all of a sudden i don't know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So the best place to find us is uh, at the website. So fanbaseclub.com. Uh, everyone asks why is it fanbaseclub. Uh, the really sad answer is uh, fanbase.com is taken by some horrible, horrible individual. Uh, who knows who it is? But uh, yeah, they, they managed to take that one. So fanbaseclub.com and our Twitter is fanbase underscore club. So that's, those, are, those two are probably the primary places to get us. And of course, they can reach out through us, and we will put you in contact with them. Um, I, if you weren't already clear, I, my, without having launched it this year, um, I'm already saying that people should get on board with you. If they like the sound of what you're talking about, um, we will happily talk about it more. I know John's going to put it forward to some fellow Midwest Prem clubs, um, but we have people listening all over the country who um, should be interested if they know what's good for them. Um, it's a, hopefully, it's going to be an invaluable resource for us. I'm looking, super looking forward to what's coming in 2023 and beyond, for, as I said, for everybody. But in the meantime, Ali, thank you so, so much. Keep up the good work, and God bless you.